When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Super Bowl week. Welcome in to the Windy City podcast. We got a special Super Bowl version for you. And of course, we are sitting here waiting for the Chicago Bears to trade for Deshaun Watson. Give up anything. Three first round picks, four first round picks. I don't care. Bet on the franchise quarterback. Maybe he'll stay healthy. Maybe he won't. And we'll have some Watson conversation coming up here. But we are going to start off today with my guy, Jerry Rice, a.k.a. The Goat. Everyone's saying that Tom Brady, of course, is The Goat. But what about Jerry Rice? Far and away, far and away, the greatest wide receiver to ever play the game. Brady, most winning, but if you look at his quarterback ability, strict ability, in stats and compare it to Joe Montana, Dan Marino, John Elway, Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, it doesn't stand out as much as just the pure winning does, if that makes sense. I know winning is the most important thing, but I think it's a little bit overrated. Whereas Rice, no one is taking Randy Moss or T.O. or whoever you want to name at the wide receiver position over Jerry Rice. The guy was unbelievable and so I try to get him to say that he's the goat to start the show here Jerry Rice coming up also on the show today two-time Super Bowl champion Jimmy Johnson with some interesting stuff on Brady and Bill Belichick wow Jimmy very 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 much defending his buddy Bill Belichick with respect to Brady but pretty interesting stuff And then free agent, interesting free agent, running back, a stud in New Orleans, two good years in Baltimore, discarded by the Ravens. I wouldn't mind seeing him end up in Chicago. Mark Ingram will be wrapping up the show. I think you'll really enjoy Mark. He is super, super positive, has had a great career, really well-respected in locker rooms. Uh, So we'll talk to Mark coming up here as well. We lead it off, though, with the GOAT. That's right, I said it. Jerry Rice. Showtime. Montana back to throw it. To Rice. That's caught by Jerry Rice, and look out for this one. 49er touchdown from 61 yards away. Makes a great catch and just flips the two of them. Rice is the motion man. To Rice, touchdown. Jerry Rice has become Superman these last two weeks. That's his fifth touchdown in two games. Everybody's saying Brady, but I, I got Jerry Rice number one. What, what do you think about that? Are you the GOAT, Jerry Rice? It's okay. You can oh, be both. No, you know I am not going to answer that. No, no. You know, I, I played the game, and I love playing the game. And it's great when people say that, but it's sort of like it's – you know, it's like I have to pinch myself a little bit because it, it feels so weird, you know, to be even put up on that pellister like that. Uh, you know, when you think about 
Tom Brady, uh, Michael Jordan, uh, Wayne Gretzky, Muhammad Ali, and the list just goes on and on. Uh, Serena Williams. It, it's not that GOAT thing is just not for athletes, though. It's, it's about people in other professions, too. And, you know, it could be what you do. It could be a doctor. It could be a lawyer. It could be a teacher. So uh, I, I think it's great uh, what's happening, you know, in athletics and when people say that. But I would never think of myself as being a GOAT. I, you know, I just played because I love the game. Uh, and and I, I hear all that, and it's and it's beautiful. But if we just <laughs> if we just narrow it down to football, let me let me because you brought up Jordan, right? If, if they were going to draft all time NBA players, if Mike doesn't get picked number one, he is going to be straight irritated. I'll use that word. If they were drafting all time and Jerry doesn't go number one, would that would that bother you? Let me ask it. Let me ask it to you that way. But you know what? That lit a fire on me because I I was not the uh, first receiver to go. Uh, I think Al Toon and Eddie Brown, they went before me. And I was the 16th player taken in the first round. And I felt like I needed to uh, prove myself. And, uh, and it's just li a little spark on me. And, and I think I never got to a point where I, I felt like I had arrived. You, you know, it, it's all, I never got complacent or anything like that. And, and I think that's the reason why I continue to work so hard. So, yeah, it, it lit a spark on me. And, and I think it was something I needed. So, and by the way, these questions are just tremendous respect to be in the conversation to everyone. I'm not trying to throw shade here, but like Super Bowl 55, we've got Patrick Mahomes, we've got Tom Brady. If Jerry Rice could pick who he would have played with for an entire career between the two, watching how they both play, who would you choose? I, I would have to go with the GOAT, uh, Tom Brady. You know, he's going for his seventh uh, Super Bowl ring. He's been in 10 Super Bowls and, you know, he makes everybody better around him. He has that it factor. And I, I think he wants to play till he's about 45. <laughs> so it's still going. But then to think about what Patrick Mahomes, what he's doing. I mean, I mean, God, you know, to be able to pull this off, if he can uh, go back to back, can make every throw on the football field, exceptional arm, uh, can run with the football, can look you off like Michael Jordan and still throw the ball to you. It's going to be an exciting Super Bowl 55, and I can't wait. So speaking of playing until you're 45, I mean, you caught six, uh, at, at 41, you caught 60-plus balls, right? I mean, yeah, that that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, isn't that not that's crazy, man? You know what? I God, I I never thought I never thought it was coming to an end for me. I never looked at football like it was a job. It was something that I really loved doing and going out there and performing in front of uh 60,000 people. And after the age of 40, I said, my God, I, I can't believe I can still, I can still run routes. And, and still today at the age of 58, I, I get up the way I train. Uh, I can still run routes. I can still catch the ball. I can do all of that. It's crazy. I, I, I can't explain it. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's a credit to who you were and how hard you worked. And, and obviously, and even today, you must be doing the right things. I don't know what you do over there, Jerry Rice, from yoga to eating right. To, you're doing something if you're still moving around like that. So congratulations. Uh, 
do you do are people forgetting just a little bit like the old timers like like you know everyone's saying tom's the goat i'm like i don't know man i remember joe montana that dude was yeah. sweet you know and i know i saw recently you were saying like hey you know montana's still my, my dude and i don't know who you know and you play with steve young and then i'm thinking about dan marino the dude threw for sixty thousand plus yards from 83 to 99 uh, and, and then there's a Jerry Rice and I'm seeing, you know, old Randy or whoever. I don't know. If, do you guys, do you feel like the old guys are getting forgotten a little bit here that we have some recency bias? You know, I think it's just a whole different era now. And the ball is more in the air, the air now than ever. And I was talking to Steve Young the other day. He said, man, I wish I was playing to the, in today's football because uh, the quarterback is more protected. Back uh, when we played uh you could have a 330-pound or 340-pound guy just drive you into the ground. And, uh, you know, it was all about the finish back in the day. And I remember Jim Burke, I think he was playing with the Giants one year when he hit Montana. And I think Joe uh, had to be taken out of that football game. So, you know, the physicality was a little bit different back then, but you can't take away from anything that's happening now with the run-pass option. Uh, players are more protected and the ball is more in the air. It's a dream for receivers in today's football. <laughs> because if you go across the middle, if you go across the middle now, guys can't hit you. You know, back in my era, if I went across the middle, linebackers, they were trying to take me out. And if I was on the backside of the play and the ball was thrown on the front side, uh, I was still getting hit on the backside. So it's a whole different, you know, type of football now. I was going to – you led me right into it. Like, if, Jer if – and I guess we're up against timer. So, last one. If Jerry Rice played today, I mean, the statistics are crazy. You're the all-time leader in receptions and yards and touchdowns. But they'd be even greater, would they not? <laughs> You're not going to get that out of my mouth. <laughs> you know, I was very fortunate to have uh, been surrounded by so many great players to help me really uh, – you know, put up so many stats and I'll never forget those guys. And I always give those guys credit. You know, they made everything happen and, and, uh, and they made me. Jerry Rice, the goat. I'll say it. Great to see you. <laughs> hey, thank you. Could Jerry Rice have been any more likable there? Wow. And you're listening so you can't see it, but the guy was smiling the whole time Jerry Rice, the GOAT, and I love when the GOAT conversation comes in and elite athletes always bring in Michael Jordan. Did you hear him mention LeBron? Because I didn't. I heard MJ, Michael Jeffrey Jordan, uh, Jerry Rice. It was kind of painful going back and finding that highlight of the 49ers dominating the Bears for you. For you DeWindy City fans around my age time, you remember the Bears getting smoked by San Francisco, coming to Chicago, and everyone's like, ooh, it's too cold for the 49ers. They're going to wilt at Soldier Field. They didn't wilt. They kicked the living daylights out of the Bears who were falling apart at that point or just hanging on. All right, let's bring in two-time Super Bowl champion. Jimmy Johnson was a guy who, if you remember Miami back in the day when it was Michael Irvin and company, they were hated, You or you loved them. One of the two, Notre Dame versus Miami, Catholics versus convicts. There's a lot of underlying or even overlying racial tones going on, different, different era back then. 
But my, Jimmy, he wanted his players to be demonstrative, celebrate, taunt, all of it. And the Hurricanes did it, and they won national championships. And then he leaves, goes to Dallas, wins Super Bowls, and then that idiot, Jerry Jones, thinks that Jimmy is one of 150 coaches that could win there. He fires him or creates enough rift that he leaves. Barry Switzer comes in, wins one, and since then the Cowboys have been back. And Jimmy's not in the ring of honor there, which is completely ridiculous. He is in the Hall of Fame, if you missed that video. Very emotional Jimmy Johnson. But this was a total type A guy who up at 4 a.m. after leaving the office at 11 and doing it day after day after day after day. So I asked him about Tom Brady and Bill Belichick at the start. Is Belichick actually rooting for Brady? And then at the back end here, it's about four minutes I'm bringing you here, we talk about Deshaun Watson, and Jimmy really lays out, not intentionally, but sort of why the Bears actually might have a chance at Deshaun Watson. Here we go with Jimmy Johnson. Why do you think that Bill and Tom ultimately at the end here had to have some level of divorce here? Oh, I, I think it was uh, another challenge for Tom Brady. Um, obviously, he said uh, uh, he didn't like the cold weather. He was up there for a long time. And he said, after living in Tampa, he said, I don't think I'm going back to the snow. Uh, but I think more than that, he saw an opportunity with uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You look at, they have tremendous talent, you know, and Bill Belichick had pretty well leveraged, you know, their salary cap to try to win as much as they could for that period of time. So they started running out of players, you know, and so you look at the talent level with the New England Patriots right now, it's way down because they spent so much money previously trying to win Super Bowls. Uh, but Brady saw how much talent uh, the Buccaneers had, and he said, I want to be part of that. I mean, you talked to Bill. Do you think – I mean, everyone's a competitor here. Do you think he's rooting for Tom in this game? Oh, he's rooting for Tom. You know, because, you, know, you know, you look at Tom Brady, people say, well, Brady or Belichick. Well, Tom Brady wasn't the greatest of all time when he was a seventh-round pick coming out of Michigan. Not a lot of teams even wanted him, you know, and so, you know, I think Bill Belichick has got to take a lot of pride in developing Tom Brady and making him who he is today. Obviously, Brady had a lot to do with it, his own, you know, his own makeup, but Belichick was guiding the way to make sure, you know, he was a great quarterback. So so you think Bill's secure enough in him, as he should be, right? Right. He's He's the greatest coach I've ever been around. All right. I've seen you talk about Deshaun and you want David Culley to sit down, have a Michelob Ultra and, and work this out. Let's, yeah. let, let, let's, just, let's just say for argument's sake, they sit down, they have their Ultra. It doesn't work. What's your advice to Deshaun in picking where he could go next? I mean, he could end up with Urban. He could maybe he could even go to, I don't know. He could go to, he could go to Dallas. Why, why can't Dak and him flip? There's got to be, how should he be thinking if he actually is trying to move on? Uh, I think he needs to listen to David Cully. <laughs> and David Cully, after that one day of talking to him and Deshaun said, I, I want to be traded, David Cully should go home and then go back and knock on his door the next day and say, let's talk some more. You can't, you know, give away a franchise, possible Hall of Fame type quarterback. They're too hard to find. And you're not going to win in the in the 
NFL unless you have a franchise quarterback. So you look at Deshaun as he's just that talented. He's not Patrick Mahomes, but right, right below it. He's, yeah, I don't think anybody's Patrick Mahomes, but uh, Deshaun Watson is an extremely talented quarterback. And if you put enough personnel around him, he can win you a championship. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm just looking at a team like if you're Jacksonville, you could get this known commodity. And if you're Houston, well, okay, I'm spinning it with Trevor. That's not exactly terrible for either team. And maybe you can, you know, get some more assets back. Well, you look at Jacksonville. Okay. You say, okay, let's go with Watson. Well, first of all, he's going to wreck your salary cap, but you got a lot of money. You got a lot of, yeah. a lot of money. When you got a lot of picks, well, you're going to have to give up picks. Okay. Well, what are you going to give him as far as a supporting cast? You know, and so, you know, it, it ends up you lose, yeah. lose, you lose money, you lose draft picks, and you lose players. So but you got Deshaun Watson. Right. So, right. So you don't think it makes sense if you're at the top of the draft. And right. You got Trevor Lawrence. Okay. Hey, let's start from day one. You got him on a rookie pay scale. You still got your picks. You still got your salary cap money built around him. So it doesn't make sense for me for Jacksonville. I got uh, it. Some of these other teams, maybe it makes sense for them, but, uh, uh, you know, for Watson, he's not going to want to go to a bad team. And so if you're going to go to a top-notch team, they're probably right up against the cap, and they're not going to have a lot of money. People don't think that Chicago can get him because Watson's so mad that they, they didn't draft him in the first place. <laughs> I'm like, hey, Chicago's a great city. Be a bear. What's wrong with that? Oh, there's a lot of great cities out there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. There aren't a lot of great cities, damn it. Chicago is a great city. You want to go play in Jacksonville? You want to go play in Cincinnati? You want to go play in Arizona? How about you come to Chicago? Put that Bears uniform on immediately to be the greatest quarterback to ever play the position. Own the town. Do you understand how popular Deshaun Watson would be here? Imagine if you let him to a Super Bowl. They'd put a statue of Deshaun Watson next to MJ. It would be incredible. And everyone's like, he won't come here. Ryan Pace passed on him. A lot of teams passed on him. 11 of them. Guys get over it. And by the way, I think when you trade 7,000 picks, because that's what it's going to take to get him, well, Deshaun will take that as a significant apology. Mark Ingram, Baltimore, free agent, Bears, let's go. I'm just excited about whatever the future holds, man. I know... Um, I'm trying to go to, I'm, I want to go somewhere that wants me. You know what I mean? I want to uh, go somewhere where I'll be able to contribute. I play this game at a high level. I'm still young. I'm still fresh. Uh, I can still do this thing uh, the right way, man. So I'm excited about what the future holds. I don't know where I'm going to be, but I'm looking forward to getting to a new team, being able to uh, be the best player I could be for them, be the best person I could be for that city, for that locker room. Um, I'm excited about what the future holds. I still got a lot of football left in these young legs. Still got a lot of run left in these young legs. So um, I'm excited about the future. Are you just – I know you love the Ravens, and you're so happy for your two years there, but were you a little disappointed at the way it ended? Of course I was disappointed. Uh, can't say I was excited by any means of how, how it ended. Um, you know, I know I could still play this game, and I know I could uh, help my team uh, in, in many ways, you know, and not being able to, you know, be on the field at the end of the time – being able to help us win a game, being able to make a play, make be a difference in the game. You know, that was tough, man. But um, I love my teammates, man. I love my squad. And whatever I needed to do to make sure I could uh, help us 
win a championship, help us pursue a championship. That was my main goal. So encouraging my teammates, being there for my teammates, um, helping them elevate their game. If I saw certain things, you know, just being able to encourage and relay those messages um, while keeping myself healthy, while keeping myself fresh, while keeping myself ready to go. Well, if my name was ever called, if my number was ever called, I was ready to perform at a high level, which I was, which I am. And, um, you know, football is a business, man. Football is a business and it's tough and some things you can't control. But um, what I could control was my attitude, how I approached my uh, work ethic every single day, how I treated my teammates, how I encouraged my teammates and, and how I prepared myself and my teammates to be able to go out there and perform to our utmost ability on Sunday. So that's what I focused on. And, um, you know, it was tough. It was difficult. But I know I can still play this game at a high level. I'm prepared and ready to play this game at a high level. But uh, I'm excited about the future and wherever I'm going to be next year. I saw some people on social media saying that the Ravens were perhaps protecting you so you would be healthy going to your next team. That doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, people can spin it how you want. I tried to do the math on it. I carried the one. I circled the bottom answer, and it never added up, quite frankly. But uh, I am healthy going to my next team. I am fresh going to my next team. And my next team will be getting a hungry player, a motivated player, and a player that can do this thing at the highest level required. So uh, I'm excited about it. And uh, it didn't go how I wanted, but I am fresh. I am healthy, and I'm hungry. And I'm ready to play. So uh, wherever I'm at, I'm going to make sure I bring the energy. I'm going to make sure I bring playmaking ability. So let's talk about your guy, Lamar. If he came to you and said, hey, on your, on your way out the door, Mark, t- tell me what I need to do to next level this thing so I can get that Super Bowl. What would you tell him? Man, I just tell him to keep doing him. If you tell, if you ask Lamar what I tell him, I say, man, just be you. Uh, just be L Jack. Just be L Freaky, man. Uh, just do you. And um, when he's not thinking, when he doesn't have that stress, when he doesn't have everybody on him, like he just plays free and he does his thing, that's when he's the most dangerous. So um, obviously he knows he needs to continue to improve. Uh, everyone has to continue to improve. Everyone has to continue to get better in all aspects of, of their game. So um, you know, obviously he's an elite, gifted runner with the ball. Uh, he's a can throw the ball deep. He can throw the ball tight windows. He can throw the ball short. He can make every throw that's uh, required of an elite quarterback. But just, um, you know, polishing up everything, um, you know, mechanics of everything, uh, the small details of everything, everything he already knows, everything that he's going to work on, everything that he's already going to fix. He just needs to keep doing it. And eventually he's going to be there. Uh, He has the drive. He has the work ethic. He has the leadership. And uh, he's a tremendous person, a tremendous player. And he'll be there. He'll be there. I have no doubt about it. You think the heat of the position ever weighs on him? I mean, he's human and all. Yeah. I mean, I feel like people be on my guy a lot harder than other people. Like, but he's built for it. You know what I mean? He's built to carry the weight of the world on his shoulders, man. It doesn't phase him. He doesn't phase him. It does. does, He never wavers. He never, uh, he never flinches. Um, So if anybody's built for it, it's Lamar Jackson. That's my guy and I'm rooting for him. You know, that's my, that's my brother for life. And, uh, you know, I wish I could have got him a Super Bowl while I was there with him. I did everything I could to try to when I was there with him. But um, unfortunately, um, he's going to have to get his without me, and hopefully I get mine first. <laughs> <laughs> Win-win. I, I like it. We're hanging in Chicago here. You're welcome to come to the Bears here, for, just for the record. Hey, you know, Chicago's a great football city. We got to give hey, a shout-out on the way out here, Mark. Know. Liked him. Mark Ingram. You need some help at running back. David Montgomery led the Bears with 247 attempts for 1,070. 4-3 a carry, which was solid. But after that, Cordero Patterson... 64 carries, 232, 3.6. He had his moments, but not good enough. 
Tariq was hurt. What's he looking like coming back? Artavius Pierce ain't going to make it. Little veteran leadership in that room would not hurt. Give me some Mark Ingram. Little stability in the backfield. A little positivity in the locker room. I'd like it. Thank you for listening to the Windy City Podcast. Great to be with you today, and we'll have one more Super Bowl episode uh, coming on Friday to wrap up the week. We will see you next time. You know I am not going to answer that. No. And on top of that, you said I'm looking fresh. Well, with Michelob Ultra with 95 calories and 2.6 carbs, it keeps you healthy. This program was recorded on tape for a live audience. Now we Lego with Ego. Let me let me correct you on that. You know, oh. we grew up in that generation, but now it's Lego with Ego. If I'm watching the Super Bowl or something like that. You know, give me some Doritos. They say, well, hey, why don't you hire so-and-so? He's really a smart guy. I said, how does he work? Well, yeah, okay, I don't want him. You're still waking up at 4.30 in the morning, right? Like, you're that guy. I was up this morning, 4.30, ready to go. I can't get out of the habit. So where, where does that come from? Because, I mean, Jimmy, I, I'm pretty driven, but, I, you know, I, I, I don't mind to sleep to 7 a.m. It doesn't bother me. Maybe well, just a little yeah. bit.